0: by the book to get you in the spirit this is by the book so hey neighborhood if you're feeling low dc will save you with this podcast show this is by the book by the book <laughs> shubidu wap wada yeah Good morning out there friends, Romans, countrymen. Do you have your ears? My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Back again with another by the book. The Tournament of Nerdiness continues. Uh, Our last episode, we didn't make a whole lot of progress. I got distracted talking about Battle of the Brands or some other stuff. Uh, We only made it through 63 names. We're never going to get this done. Not that I'm in a huge rush, but... Progress needs to be made. We've got 1,024 names in the whole tournament. I'm on name 467 right now. Let's get into it. First matchup, Luther Reigns taking on uh, PCO, pierre Carl Ouellette. Uh, Also in here as Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Um, Jean-Pierre won because pirates always win. Pretty sure that's one of the rules of the Tournament of Nerdiness. And he's going to win against Luther Reigns as well. Outside of the haircut, not a whole lot of Luther Reigns. Not a whole lot to like about Luther Reigns. Nice name though. You know, is he related to Roman Reigns? So that's a good question. Next up, Akira Tozawa, uh, Cruiserweight two hundred five live versus Big Dick Dudley. I've been watching Big Dick Dudley quite a bit on ECW Uh, so far. I haven't seen him wrestle. Uh, He's growled a lot. I don't believe he's spoken a word. um, And he hits people with his crutch. I'm hoping that we see something else. I'm hoping this isn't a Cowboy Bob Orton thing. Um, But outside of the fact that Akira Tozawa looks a little bit like uh, a relative of mine, um, I'm not wild about Akira Tozawa. So I'll give the win to Big Dick Dudley, setting him up to take on PCO in the next round. Next up, <clears throat> Samu of the Head Shrinkers versus Aki Bono, uh, sumo wrestler, wrestled in Japan, wrestled, I think he wrestled Big Show in a sumo match at WrestleMania, because, you know, reasons. When did, well, actually, no, I think we do know when WrestleMania, WrestleMania has always had the celebrity uh, aspect to it, but... Um, you know, I was going to say at what point did wrestling become a sideshow at WrestleMania, but WrestleMania 2 had Piper, Mr. T, in a boxing match. And this is how I get off on tangents and don't get a lot of names done. So I'm going to refocus myself and uh, give Samu the win. Uh, I think I said earlier that uh, not my favorite head shrinker, uh, but Akibono, I have yet to see anything from Akibono uh, that I like. So Samu gets the win. In the next match, Oliver Carter from NXT UK taking on Chainsaw Charlie. Um, Oliver Carter's good, but I'm not sure what his ceiling is. Not that that should matter. Chainsaw Charlie is Terry Funk with nylons on his head. Obviously, Chainsaw Charlie wins. If you're paying attention, you can probably guess what my next... Those next rounds are going to look like, so you can tell what our third round, I believe we called it the Terrific 256 matchup, will be uh, for those names that we've already mentioned. Moving on, Angelico versus Hangman Adam Page. Everyone really likes Hangman Adam Page. Um, He's talented, don't get me wrong. He looks like Oliver Queen, that's interesting. But I don't get it. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid <clears throat> on Adam Page. I like Dan Helico more in Lucha Underground, but that walk he does in uh, AEW, the weird leaning back walk that everyone seems to hate, I think is hilarious. On Helico gets the win. Next matchup, Damian Sandow, the intellectual savior of the masses, taking on Dino Bravo, uh, Canada's strongest man, the world's strongest man. I liked Dino Bravo. I remember watching him on Coliseum Video. But come on, Damien Sandow, right now, if I had to say, the favorite to win this bracket, uh, Damien Sandow getting the win over Dino Bravo will face on Helico in the second round. Damien Demento taking on Kwee Wee. Um, I remember liking Kwee in WCW. Alan Funk, I believe is the name he went by. I don't know if that's his real name. No relation, as far as I know, to Terry Funk. Um, but Alan Funk's good, but Damien Demento is great. And how odd is it that we get two Damians in the same group of 16? I was terrible, still am, at ratio and probability, but out of 1,004 names to get two Damians in the same group of 16, <clears throat> got to be a pretty low percentage of that happening. Uh, Damian Demento gets the win, and in the next match, Kenny King will take on Nick Miller, um, one half of the Mighty Don't Kneel, uh, left, I respect the fact that he left uh, NXT, he missed being back in Australia, I think he's now kind of more based in Asia, Australia, Japan, I, Australia's not part of Asia, but I'm just, he's kind of staying closer to home. Um, but I don't hold any amount of love for either of these guys, so Damian Demento is going to get a bye into the third round. Damian Demento, one of the terrific 256, and I would be lying if I said part of that, you know, we're going to get a Damian versus Damian match, I think, uh, long down the way. All right, let's box this next group of 16 and I'm getting better. At actually, knowing which group of 16 is which and not boxing 18 or messing up somehow. Uh, Lash LaRue, the Raging Cajun, taking on Solomon Crow. No, I'm not going to call him Sammy Callahan because I didn't know him as Sammy Callahan. I've never watched a Sammy Callahan match. I know Solomon Crow. Solomon Crow was terrible. Lash LaRue was not. Lash LaRue advances to the second round. Next up, Jerry Flynn. Not Jerry Lynn. This is Jerry Flynn. Showed up on Raw um, a while ago as an enhancement talent. Um, Wrestled in WCW. Kind of a kickboxer gimmick for him. Um, You know, legit fighter sort of gimmick. Would have been great in the Brawl for All uh, had that been able to happen. And he is taking on Bad News Brown. Now, that's tough. I like both of those. I like Bad News Brown. I like Jerry Flynn. I gotta say, I think I like Jerry Flynn a little bit more. So, Jerry Flynn is going to advance to take on Lash LaRue in the second round, a WCW matchup that may have happened on Thunder or Saturday Night. Oh, next up, sorry, it's not even close, MJF taking on Baron Corbin. Now, I will freely admit, Baron Corbin is in here, in terms of Lone Wolf Baron Corbin, uh, but also King Corbin is in here, and you know how I feel about good King Corbin. I'm sitting by an open window, and the FedEx truck is arriving, so... You might hear the FedEx truck on this episode because I it was hot in here, and I figured I'd open the window because I can do what I want. My tournament my podcast. Uh, taking on MJF. Never seen MJF wrestle. I am sure the gimmick is good, but AEW is going to get a bad shake in this tournament because I don't watch AEW. Um, and many of the talents, it's not that I don't care for them, I'm just not informed enough. Uh, But when you can vote for the crease, you vote for the crease, he advances, and he's going to be taking on uh, someone that actually looks quite a bit like him, because our next matchup is Austin Aries taking on Waylon Mercy. Know what I mean? And you know me, I love me some Waylon Mercy. I was sadly disappointed that Waylon Mercy did not get as long of a run. You know, all of these names that I grew up with and I'm very well familiar with sometimes showed up for like four months. You know, Waylon Mercy, maybe six months, maybe like one or two matches on a pay-per-view. And that was it for poor Waylon. So, but he advances and he's going to take on Baron Corbin in what will be a great matchup. I'd love to see that. Uh, Next up, Dexter Loomis. I've only watched him once in NXT in that breakout tournament that they'll never talk about because Jordan Miles won it. And that was the end of that. Um, Taking on Tama, uh, one of the Islanders, the precursor to the Head Shrinkers, I loved Dexter Loomis. I want to see more of him and less of uh, everything else. Dexter Loomis, that character was great. The stare, the look... Kind of reminded me a bit of Sid, From being honest. Uh, Dexter advances, and he will take on the winner of this matchup, Cowboy James Storm versus Vampiro. I've never been wild about James Storm. I'm sure he was great in TNA after America's Most Wanted. Right now, my, so far in TNA, he's part of America's Most Wanted, and he's got the cowboy thing, and he shoots the six shooters in the air, and I want to throw him off the top turnbuckle through a table. Uh... Whereas i liked Vampiro, liked him in WCW, uh, liked him in Lucha Underground from what I saw, you know, that whole thing leading up to his feud with Pentagon. Very good. Vampiro advances to take on Dexter Loomis. They'd be better as a team, as a stable. Uh, if I ever finish this tournament and I will, I will finish it. No promises on the consolation rounds, but we will get to a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, I'm going to have to consider whether or not I want to take this same list and lethal lottery it up where we see random tag teams, because that's always fun to see in these kind of things as well. Um, Our last four competitors in this part of the bracket, uh, David Finley, the young one in New Japan right now, I think. Maybe he's injured, but I've seen him in New Japan, uh, taking on Duke the Dumpster Drossy trash men. You know, the, the work gimmicks are always going to work for me. So Duke Drossi advances, and he will take on the winner of Scorpio Sky and Al Snow. And again, Scorpio Sky, very good. Everything I've seen from him as part of SCU, really enjoyed. But he's no Al Snow. Love Al Snow in the ECW. Love him in all his iterations. Avatar, Shinobi, Leif Cassidy. And then he finally gets the head gimmick. And becomes a household name in wrestling watching households. And now I think he's a trainer for something or other, or a coach. So Al Snow taking on Duke Drozzi in a battle of great gimmicks. All right, we're cruising. Two, uh, what you call it? Two brackets done. Let's keep it going here. Ooh, good names in this one. Good names indeed. You'll be excited to stay with us here on the. D.C. Matthews Tournament of Nerdiness Experience. Uh, Billy Jack Haynes will be taking on Rusev. No contest. Billy Jack Haynes. Goodbye. Rusev advances and is a strong favorite to win this whole bracket. Uh, We'll see if the rest of the names bear up to that. Next up, Shinhiro Otani, Japanese wrestler. Wrestled in WCW for a bit. Uh, I think he was... Was he Jushin Liger's tag team partner in his retirement match? He might have been. Uh, taking on The Sultan. Oh, poor Fatu. I really thought that was going to happen at WrestleMania 12. I was gearing up to see The Sultan. Turns out that's not to WrestleMania 13. I have a whole year to wait in terms of wrestling watching. Um, watching the weekly television. I'll get through it much faster than a year. Um, this is tough because... You know, I don't remember loving Shinhiro Otani, but the Sultan, that's just a terrible gimmick. But I think just because they took a Samoan, made him get a really bad haircut, put a weird mask over part of his face, and had him be some sort of Persian prince, um, is, is hilarious from a WrestleSilly standpoint. So the Sultan wins, taking on Rusev in the second round. That would be a fun match. Uh, the Yeti. From WCW, taking on Nikolai Volkov. I'm sorry, <laughs> Nikolai. But the Yeti came out draped in toilet paper and gave the worst double bear hug I've ever seen. That is Russell Silly gold right there. The Yeti advances, and he will take on the winner of the Macho King. Not the Macho Man. The Macho King versus Tiger Ali Singh. Macho King wipes the floor with Singh. It rhymes. Oh. I love these things. This brings me so much joy. The fact that King wrestled Sing in the ring. What a thing. Ah. Uh, I'm so clever. Uh, Macho King advances, and we'll take on the Yeti in the second round. Uh, Grandmaster Sekse. We talked about Brian Christopher in an earlier episode, taking on Surfer Sting. I liked Surfer Sting a lot. Um, you know great that Surfer Sting was so good as Surfer Sting and then the Crow Sting. So Surfer Sting advances, sorry, Grandmaster Sexay. And wouldn't you know it, uh, Chris Benoit is going to get a buy. One of the buys is in there right next to Chris Benoit's name. Now, Chris Benoit is an interesting subject. I've been thinking about this quite a bit whenever I talk about uh, the bad guy rule. Um, The bad guy rule states that I am... Uh, When somebody does really bad things um, and is a bad person, uh, they lose. Um, Now, Chris Benoit, you cannot deny that at the end of his life, those last few days, he did terrible, terrible things. However, he was so good, I choose to, and I really do feel like as years go on... Um, and we know more about the brain and traumatic brain injuries and all of these things. I think we will look at Chris Benoit in a different light because obviously, um, he suffered enough brain damage so that something drastic changed in him. And I don't know whether or not we can fault him. I don't have enough information. I'm not an expert in the area of the brain. So I'm going to allow him to get the bye into the next round. He'll wrestle Surfer Sting, um... I didn't even pick up on the fact that Sting, King, Sing. So some of you probably were waiting for the joke, and I got so distracted by the whole Chris Benoit thing um, that I didn't mention it. We'll move on. Um, Probably I will have to enact the bad guy rule in the second round and give Surfer Sting the win over Chris Benoit. Um, Oh, three Japanese names all in a row. Uh, Kensuke Sasaki taking on Kota Ibushi. Kensuke um, wrestled in the 90s, wrestled for WCW Power Warrior, teamed with Road Warrior Hawk. I remember, I think it's a World War III where Sasaki is almost eliminated and Road Warrior Hawk's trying to save him, kind of mentioning the fact that they are, you know, allies in Japan. I liked that. Um, But I like Kota Ibushi a lot. So I'm going to give the win to Kota Ibushi. And in the final match of this bracket... Uh, Mitsuharu Masawa will be taking on Jose Maximo, again, of the Spanish Announce team. His brother, I think, was on the last episode. Uh, Masawa is one of my guys, despite not having seen a ton of his matches. I read about him a lot. He was in WCW vs. The World under, uh, a different name, obviously. Um, but the Tiger Driver, the Tiger Driver 91, the Emerald Fusion, the Roaring Elbow, all moves that I believe, if not innovated, were at least popularized by Masawa. I think also Misawa died in the ring, which is terrible. But I love Masawa. I really should find more of him to watch. He gets the win, and we'll take on Kota Ibushi in what will be, I'm sure, a fantastic match. All right, we're going to keep going. going to try not to get too distracted. Another 16 boxed and ready to go. Golga of the Oddities taking on Rocky Romero. Um, I like the Forever Clothesline, and he does it beautifully. Um, but outside of that, not a huge Rocky Romero fan. Don't dislike him; just he's just kind of there. Uh, Golga is John Tenta, aka Earthquake, wearing some sort of weird mask that looks like he's got a deflated football on his head, and he's wearing a Cartman T-shirt. I don't even like South Park, but that was amazing. Golga advances. In the next match, Ian Rotten taking on Marty Janetti. There are probably 700 names on this list um, with whom I would easily rank above Marty Janetti. I've never particularly liked Marty Gennetti. Um Ian Rotten, no real love for Ian Rotten. And I have to say, watching Marty Janetti in 95-96 WWF, he's quite good. I don't give him enough credit. He is quite good. So I am going to give Marty Janetti the win. What a weird world this tournament turns out to be. Uh, but he's taking on Golga. So we'll have to see. Maybe by the time we get to the second round, I'll have watched something that makes me really want to give the win to Marty Gennetti. Um, Colt Cabana taking on Bad Street. Uh, Bad Street. Brad Armstrong in one of his many masked roles. Part of the Freebirds. Colt Cabana. NWA, New Japan, um, you know, the part of the podcast, the issues with punk, um, Colt Cabana also really looks like the guy who hosted Man vs. Food, so I always think of that show. Um, I'm tempted, I, we're only ten minutes to go, I have yet to need the Jeremy rule in this episode. Um, I don't think I'm gonna use it to give Bad Street the win, because I think I'm gonna give Bad Street the win regardless, um. Just credit to Brad Armstrong, a great wrestler who should have had a much more successful career than he did. Um, And he just, you know, put a mask on him, call him Spider-Man, call him Bad Street, call him any of the other names he had. Buzzkill. He didn't need a mask for that one. Part of the Misfits in Action. Way back when, that didn't make it onto my list. Um, I might have done that over Bad Street, actually. Should I change it? I think I should. No. That might be a Jeremy rule. No, I don't think Jeremy would care that much. I'll leave it as Bad Street, but credit to Buzzkill uh, with the chicken wing for Brad Armstrong. All right, next up. Ooh, tough matchup. Rosie, not Superhero Rosie. This is 3-Minute Warning Rosie versus Kevin Owens. I have to say, if this was Superhero Rosie, it would be a much tougher matchup. Um, I like 3-Minute Warning, loved Superhero Rosie, but Kevin Owens is great. And he will wrestle Bad Street. In the next round, Uh, another battle of tag team specialists here Mark Uh, Briscoe. It's something to do with chicken, but I don't remember the whole thing, and I'm worried I'm gonna say something inappropriate. So, Mark Briscoe versus Oni Lorkin. I like Mark Briscoe, like him better than his brother, uh, but Oni Lorkin is great. So, Oni Lorkin gets the win there. Uh, Bad news Barrett wrestles Hack, not Haku not Hakushi, Hack, Hardcore Hack, the Sandman, when he went to WCW far later than he should. He should have gone to WCW right around the time Raven did. He stayed a little longer in ECW, I believe, and by the time he made it to WCW, it it was just sad. Hardcore Hack was sad. Uh, So, bad news for Hack, Barrett advances, and will wrestle Oni Lurkin in what would be a great match. Taka Mishinoku taking on Bob Armstrong, Brad Armstrong's dad, the bullet. Um, oh, this might be it, Jeremy, because my vote is for Taka. Taka Mishinoku, fantastic high flyer, loved him uh, when the cruiserweights came to the WWF. The whole thing that he can run, leap to the top rope without needing to climb the turnbuckles. Just he, It looked like he just took a really big step onto the top rope balanced on the top rope for a minute and then flew through the air. Um was amazing. But I probably should honor the legacy of the Armstrong family. You've got Brian and Brad and Steve and Scott. So, I'm going to assume the Jeremy rule is in place here. Once an episode, I think of my good buddy Jeremy and if there's a decision I think he would more agree with, I I give it to him. So I'm going to go with Bob Armstrong. Uh, Jeremy, if you disagree, if you don't care, uh, let me know. I don't know that I'm going to let Jeremy you know, change it things in hindsight. Like, oh, in episode three, you gave Bobby Fulton the victory. I'd rather you give it to so-and-so. Uh, but if you say, I don't care, I'll happily put Taka back in. And uh, he will take on either Ray Rougeau of the Rougeau Brothers or JTG of Crime Time. Never cared for Crime Time. Uh, wasn't really watching. Ray Rougeau I liked. Ray Rougeau gets the win. And we'll take on Bob Armstrong. Moving rapidly along. We should be able to fit at least one bracket in, if not two. We're making great progress. Bill Dundee, superstar. Bill Dundee versus Iron Mike Sharp. Now this will be the question, Jeremy. Would you rather see Bob Armstrong advance or Bill Dundee? I know this is kind of, well, maybe not your wheelhouse. I don't know if the USWA was your wheelhouse, because I like Iron Mike Sharp. And I'm going to give the win to Iron Mike Sharp, because I have already used the Jeremy rule. And this doesn't seem that glaring of a thing. But Iron Mike Sharp was just a great, uh, one of the great enhancement talents. You know, bigger than a lot of the guys he wrestled. He had the weird forearm band, which I thought was so cool. I think he used the claw, which was cool. I liked Iron Mike Sharp. Uh, Joe Coffey of Gallus, one of my favorites from NXT UK, taking on Uncle Elmer. Joe Coffey wins. No need to discuss anymore. Uh, A Battle of the Colors. Silver King taking on the Blue Meanie. Interesting that we have a color battle here in round number one. Silver King was good. Uh, He passed away recently, which I think changes how people view him. Blue Meanie was great. So the Blue Meanie, for me, gets the victory. Next up, Kidman versus B.J. Whitmer. I don't believe I've distinguished between the Kidmans. Um, I always think of, like, Raven's Flock Kidman. But you could go with um, early Cruiserweight Kidman. You could go with Filthy Animal Kidman. You could go with WWF Kidman. i go with the one who scratched himself a lot. And it doesn't matter, because he gets the win over B.J. Whitmer from Ring of Honor. Ooh, classic old-school matchup, The chic the original Sheik, not the Iron Sheik, the original Sheik, taking on Ole Anderson. Ooh, tough. I don't like Ole Anderson because of everything you hear about him as a booker, but at the same time, I don't know a whole lot about the Sheik either, and Ole Anderson, part of the Four Horsemen, so because he's a horseman, I'll give the win to Ole Anderson. Matt Taven uh, versus Zach Gibson. Matt Taven, Ring of Honor, The Kingdom, um, Zach Gibson, one half of the Grizzled Young Veterans. Didn't care for him at first. Didn't understand why people take their shoes off. But I like the Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, so I'll go with that. I don't remember if his partner, James Drake, is in this tournament. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I saw James Drake in the... Um, in the list on Cage Match, and I thought they were talking about J.D. Drake, who's a guy I saw in Evolved and liked quite a bit. And so I think I put J.D. Drake in. I don't know that I put James Drake in. So, uh, huh, I'm not sure what to do about that, because there's not a name right now that I could take out here. Um, I'll have to think on that for a minute, but let's keep going here. Uh, Angelo Dawkins taking on Aerostar. From Lucha Underground, I like the Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins gets the win. And the final match, Jack Evans versus Wolfie D. You know, I don't care for either of them. Wolfie D, part of PG-13, didn't do anything for me. Um, Jack Evans, partner of Ninja Helico, very talented, but doesn't do anything for me. So, because it's my tournament, and I can book it how I want, I'm going to have the Grizzled Young Veterans, um, wind up taking out, we'll say, Jack Evans. Um, So I'm putting James Drake in there, and he is going to win against Wolfie D. So they are both now in the tournament. They have both now made it into the second round, and there is a chance that we'll see them wrestle each other in the third round if both talents make it. Alright, we made it to, we, we started with 467, we made it to 546, uh, it's still not 100, but at least it's better, we're in the 500s, we are more than halfway through the opening round. It only took 7 episodes to get more than halfway through the second round. Uh, I'm having a fantastic time, I hope you're having a fantastic time, thank you for joining me on this chapter of Buy the Book My name is D.C. Matthews at The D.C. Matthews. This is the Tournament of Nerdiness. I love feedback. Please give me everything you got on what we're doing and how we're doing it. I'll see you on the very next chapter of By the Book.